Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Donversations. Today's guests are a very special family, the Williams family. I stumbled upon them on accident, and you'll hear all about that. It was a really inspirational podcast. They are a very special family who is undergoing a huge, dramatic, life-changing event. I hope you enjoy the episode, and please help them if you can. I think they'd really appreciate it. All right, here we go. Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Welcome to another episode of Conversations. Today we have the Williams family. Welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on my show. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for inviting us. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I kind of stumbled upon your family um, through your friend Sylvia. I was on Facebook page looking for children authors or children that had written books or maybe illustrated books because I really think I'd like to have more kids on. I just think that they are so inspirational. But anyway, so yeah, Sylvia introduced me to your family and said that you guys have gone through a lot of stuff in the last few weeks, uh, months probably. Do you want to go ahead and tell your story? Sure. I guess we can start back May 2020. Two uh, on May fifth, Evie complained of a headache, and it was bad enough that she fell over in her room and she couldn't walk anymore. And TJ was with me at home because they're homeschooled. It was in the afternoon, about close to three, maybe two or three in the afternoon, and I knew she had a headache. I was, gave her some medicine, but she didn't really do well with with Tylenol, and she was still having a a severe headache but when she fell over I knew that that wasn't normal and so we rushed her to meet an ambulance and that ambulance um, asked for another ambulance and on that second ambulance she had already been throwing up in the car and and already she talked a little bit the last thing she said was I'm okay mom oh but, my god yes <laughs> that was the last thing she had said that we've heard in the last year we haven't been able to hear her voice again, oh. but yes, it's heartbreaking. But so she was unconscious when the first ambulance got her and the second ambulance, she stopped breathing. So they intubated her and we met at the ER. My husband was at work, so he was rushing from work to meet us in the you know, ER. And when we got there, they first said she had a stroke, but they did more like an MRI after that and uh, found that she had a arterial venous malformation that happened to have an aneurysm right next to it and the aneurysm tore and so I didn't know what an AVM was my husband didn't know I mean we know can you explain what that is well apparently children are born with it and and they're really hard to detect unless something happens like you have a symptom and her symptom was a headache did she have any headaches or symptoms prior to this headache? Um, you know, just like any child would, like we would have headaches or they would go away. So it wasn't anything that we thought was unusual. Okay. I mean, just normal 
headaches here and there and then her teeth were coming in so we weren't sure if it was related to that and we live in Lubbock Texas where the allergies are bad and the wind is terrible the dust and so you know it could have been anything other than that and we never thought the worst and that was the worst right yeah well yeah why would you I mean of course as parents we just are guessing you know whenever anything's wrong you just okay treat the symptoms and you just are I guess very um fortunate if everything goes away right and so that night she had a long six-hour brain surgery to relieve all the pressure the blood I mean the doctor came out saying she had an angry brain and it you know, after six hours, they came to talk to us and you know, they they did everything they could. You know, it was really their faces looked exhausted. They were sad. And, you know, we were already crying and nervous and thinking the worst. And so it just was one of those days that were it was the hardest thing we've ever been through. Yeah. Yeah. Unimaginable how how quickly your life can change. Um, And I know you said that she has a trach in what, what was the, when did they decide to do that? Well, since she was intubated right away, um, you know, she had that in her throat, maybe two to three weeks. I mean, she, she got to the point where she was biting on it and the plan was to eventually put a trach in because you don't want that in your throat for that long. And right. the initial one from the from the ambulance. So they that's when they decided to do that is that she was on a ventilator, you know, and and she couldn't breathe on her own then. So that that was the point where we had to do a trach. Okay. And I am sorry because I do not know. Is that permanent? No, I mean eventually she can get it removed. We just have to follow the process of helping her breathe upward. Right now we're at the point where she can use a speaking valve, which she doesn't speak, but it's teaching her how to breathe upward in the upper airways uh, from the beginning. And she could do that for three hours, but it's not until six hours that we can go to the next step. And that would be maybe like a sleep study. I mean, there's a lot involved before getting that trach out. Oh, my goodness. Is she communicative with you guys? I mean, is she herself? She's herself. I mean, I know she can read. I know she loves to listen to music. You know, everything that she did before, it's just she opens her eyes and looks here and there, but she's not fully conscious. She's still one step away from being fully emerged. So she just kind of looks at us and we know her like one of one side of her face shows expression, but the other one's not doesn't because it essentially was a stroke. But we know generally how she feels. Oh, my. So how are you guys doing with all of this? I mean, it's day by day, you know, we've been through the worst and back and every now and then something surprises us like she'll end up with RSV or she had COVID last December and this last illness was we happened to be in Austin and she got the human metanomal virus, which put her in the ER again and 
her oxygen levels weren't very good. And so she had to be put on the ventilator again. And now we use it overnight at home. But, you know, we, we just cope with it, adjust to it and, you know, depend on each other, really. I mean, that's what we can do right now. I mean, TJ, you might could say a little bit about what he's doing to get through this. Yeah, I was going to ask TJ. Hi, TJ. How are you? Good. Good. I was going to ask you, have you been helping around the house and stuff since your mom and dad have been kind of preoccupied with Evie? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's it kind of I, I had a sister that was in a car accident and it, and it flips your your world upside down. And I know a lot of the times your parents are super busy with all of that because they have to be. And you kind of feel like, hey, there's another kid here. <laughs> yeah. so I remember what that's like, but. Um, that I'm sure they appreciate all the help. And I'm sure Evie loves seeing you whenever you can come over and talk to her and stuff. Yes, I come talk to her every day, every morning to say goodnight and stuff. Um, so tell me about the whole book process. How did that all come out to play? Well, at first, um, they would write a story every Friday as part of their homeschool assignment. And that was their assignment from dad. And, you know, Toby would say, write three paragraphs of whatever topic you want, just write three paragraphs. And so every Friday they wrote a paper and they would have it there on the table for when Toby came home, he would grade it. (laughs) And so we, (laughs) we built it up. You know, we had story after story after story for about two years, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you know, they, they would just write about anything, animals, uh, fruits and vegetables, just anything you could think of, uh, people going to the arcade or eating pizza or whatever, you know, they would write. Right. And we, we published uh, the 10 best that we could pick out, you know, because she had so many and TJ has a, a lot too. And so we picked the, we, we first, before this even happened, we were there in the, in our room and talking about their stories. And I told, I told Evie to, you know, maybe we can publish your stories. And she was like, yeah, maybe we can. And, and it, we just left it at that, you know, and then when this happened, we said, we have to publish those stories. I mean, we have to let her memory go on. We didn't know what was going to happen with her. And mm-hmm. So as an honor to her, we decided to publish the stories. And I asked TJ, I said, well, what are we going to do about the drawings or the pictures? She can't draw or picture the pictures. And so TJ said, well, I'll do them. (laughs) (laughs) TJ, have you always liked to draw? Yeah, Evie, you taught me how to use the, I guess, the app that I use to draw them. Oh, you did it through an app. Kind of, yeah. So, like, all on the computer then? Yeah. And is it freehand, or how does it work? Um, You can do, you can use shapes and freehand. It's called Paint 3D. Okay. And, and, and um, it, but you, were, did you like it at first, or were you nervous about having it actually published and put in a book? Well, some stuff that we had already did before I used, and then I did what, the best I could, and. I just left it at that. How many pages are the, is it one book that has a bunch or do you guys have multiple books? 
it's just like one picture per story and then like there's three little pictures of just whatever the paragraph uh-huh how did you guys decide what to put on the cover i we just i just told mom what pictures to put that i liked oh well on mine we did that and then on evie's mom just picked them and <laughs> so do you want to do another book maybe sometime in the future but not any already published too yeah oh okay so you have a book and your sister has a book and you did the illustrations for both yes and then oh i my gosh yeah and toby just walked in oh Ooh. hi hi toby welcome to my podcast <laughs> thank you appreciate it don Oh yeah, no, it's so great to have you guys here. And um, you know, I'm I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to you guys. Your story is um it's an emotional one, but it's a beautiful message. Thank you. Yeah, so how's this been for you, Toby? It's been rough. It has its ups and downs, you know. Uh we're we're uh kind of rehabilitating her, her ourselves along with uh the therapist. And, uh, you know, every time we see something, you know, new or, or you know, movement or uh, facial expression or anything that, that's new to us, it's, it's, it's pretty joyful. And then sometimes when you think about it, it's like, man, this is, you know, everything's, everything's changed and, you know, really anything, nothing's going to be the same and you start to kind of get depressed and think, you know, this, this is what defines my life now, you know, so it has its ups and downs for sure. Right. And it reminds me a lot of just when you have like a newborn baby, you know, every day is different. It's, you, you don't have the same baby every day. It's a different kid. And, um, it's great that you guys have a strong family bond because that is what will help get you through it for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I mentioned earlier before you um, arrived that I had a sister that was in a car accident and she is fully, you know, fine, but she's wheelchair bound. And so we had to go through what I saw you guys put um, online about having to redo your bathroom, you know, and you have to get you reconfigure your home. You know, it doesn't just change your home life. It changes your home and the way that you do everything, traveling, going anywhere, it, it definitely flips everything upside down. So I completely understand what you guys are dealing with right now. Right. Absolutely. Everything you said is 100% true. Yeah. Uh, you'll get through it. Time helps for sure. And I think you guys have a great attitude and that makes a big, a big difference. And let yourself have those off days. You know, we're all entitled to them. Nobody's perfect. Um, so do you, do you, are you artistic too? Do you like to draw or where did they get this, um, artistic flair? Uh, they got zero artistic ability. <laughs> yeah. All from mom's side. All from mom. Well, good job, mom. Good job, Irene. <laughs> Thank you. Will she continue to learn, uh, as, as she was before? Well, they have a, a device called an AAC and I can't remember um, what this stands for, but actually it, so this, this tablet that they have has, um, some kind of a beam and it looks at a face, your face and it, it detects your eyes and your eye movement and your eye movements move a mouse or a cursor, I'm sorry, on this screen. And it has words on it that you can communicate with. And 
when we were at Dale Children's, they introduced Evie to this this technology, and, and she took it and ran with it. She's uh, she communicates pretty well. I think with practice, she'll get way better um, because it's kind of like the the therapist put it as you know, kind of like she's going through these pages and 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 look, looking at all these words. She uh, she said it was kind of like a, a baby babbling, you know, learning to talk at the first time. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, she's found words on there and she has communicated with us. And, and I think the reason that I say that she has communicated is that she has put those words in repeatedly uh, in the same sequence. So I think she's I think she's trying to communicate with us with us there. Oh, so that's that, awesome. You're seeing the connections. Absolutely. And it's not always 100 uh, percent. But I mean, it is, you know, we were we were at the hospital and and Irene and I would go to eat and we would leave Evie alone. And, uh, you know, we would tell her, hey, we're going to go eat for a few minutes and we'll be right back. Well, on this AAC, uh, she would go and she would find don't go eat mom, dad. And she said Aww. that <laughs> consistent. So I think she didn't want us to leave her alone. She's never been liked. Or she's never liked to be left alone. and She's always got to be with someone from her family. She's always been like that? Yes, yes. So that makes perfect sense what she said. Yeah. How old is she? She's 11 now. Okay. Yes. Lots of people come see her. Oh, yeah. From our family, our friends. So. Does she communicate with them through that device then? Well, see, that's the thing, Dawn. We haven't. That was that was a very recent uh, trip to the hospital, the rehab, and our insurance hasn't approved and paid for this AAC device. Uh, we're fairly confident that they will, but we have to just, you know, run that paperwork by them and they have to approve it and then send it to us. Okay. Well, that puts me to my next question, you guys. I'm sure that this has uh, been quite a financial strain for you guys because I know you have to miss a lot of work and things when all that first goes down. And so how are you guys doing with that? I mean, how how can people help? Um, we have a we have a GoFundMe. Irene will have to tell you about that. Right. One of Toby's friends from work set up a GoFundMe page right right from the beginning, and I can send you that link. From yeah, uh, please do. I would love that. I will put that right along the show notes so that people can access it easily. Um, are you guys doing any of the books that are sold, or any of the proceeds going to you guys then that way, or? If they buy it through Amazon, which I could send you the links, it's Tiny Stories by Evie and Short Stories by TJ, and they can purchase them through Amazon.com, and we get, you know, our share (laughs) and all of that, uh, whatever we get, uh, most of it goes to Evie's care, and then, you know, TJ gets his little cut. (laughs) Um, Yeah, was that hard getting it published? Was that difficult? I've never done that process. I don't know anything about it. Well, I, I I just researched Amazon and, you know, and initially Amazon was a book publishing company before it took off and right. it's now like the Walmart online, but <laughs> uh, which they, they compete. So they probably don't like being the Walmart of online, but uh, right. so I went back and read how to do that. <laughs> and so I just learned how to publish Evie's book. And once I got that down and figured out what they expected, like formatting and things like that, uh, we tested it with Evie's first book. And, you know, you could buy a 
approved first and, and it looked okay. I mean, there were some editing we had to do even later on in the process, but nothing too too severe that, you know, maybe a misspelled word or off, missed a word or something. But I mean, everything looked good. We put it together and published it. And we even sent all the text to the US Copyright Office and all the images to the US Copyright Office. And so TJ and Evie have their certificates from the Copyright Office for the copyright. That and is amazing. Yeah. I love that. Yep. TJ, so that's a big deal. Absolutely. It is. We're so proud of them and for it to be, you know, recognized through the US Office of the Copyright Office is amazing. And uh, I can you know, certainly share a picture of TJ holding his certificate. Yeah. Yeah. Send it all to me. I want it definitely. So I can post it all on my social media when I air this and everything, but Irene, you and Toby should maybe think about putting a book together too, about your experience. I mean, I'm sure you're not the only family that's ever gone through this or will go through this, unfortunately. And, um, you know, a lot of people just don't know where to turn. I'm sure you guys felt the same way. You just don't know your, your world's upside down. It's like, what do we do? What, what's next? And it might be a really good information for someone else in your situation. You know, that, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. Cause whenever we, whenever we took Evie home, we were, I mean, we were ignorant to, multitude of things that we sh I mean uh, looking back now we should have known we I mean but there was no way no we could have known you know we're just small you know we're being fed small bits of information and and still learning and, and you know you look back and you think why weren't we doing this before we could have done this we could have blended her foods and and gave her whole foods that help her brain heal and help her body instead of the formula that we were given and we could have done this rehab and we could have we could have purchased this small piece of equipment that would have helped her out. And it's just it just, you know, just ignorance is not bliss in this case. It's it's I feel like it's detrimental. But. Yeah, well, and you wouldn't know you haven't been in that position before and you rely on the experts to kind of tell you this information. And again, every day is a different day. So you don't know what you're going to be dealt. So I would not put too much um, emphasis on that, that you didn't do things right. It sounds like you guys are doing a wonderful job with her. We, we sincerely hope so. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you guys. And again, I'm anxious to get the message out there. Is there anything else that you want me to want them to know or anything else you want to share? Yeah. And it's not, I mean, I've, we've been on the news and I've said this time and again, if someone, if someone that you love, one of your loved ones, this happens to some, one of your loved ones, don't give up. We were told to, we were encouraged to withdraw care from Evie when this first happened. And it really, that's not our place, Don. That's not my place to say yes. Take her off life support. Um, you know, it's it's not my place. I feel like it's not my place. If she's going to live, she's going to live. If she's going to die, then that, so be it. Uh, but you, you just have to stick with these people and don't let anybody talk you into anything that you might regret later. Because with the, with the proper nutrition and rehabilitation, uh, I'm finding out that a lot, a lot, a high percentage of these people that this happens to, they actually recover. And that, that'd be my message to people. Don't give up hope because there is, you know, from the way I see it, there is a lot at the end of the tunnel. And, uh, you, know, you may be going through the tunnel now, but 
the, the payoff will be great. Oh, what a great message. That's awesome. I appreciate meeting you guys so much. Um, you just sound like a wonderful family. Uh, Evie, I hope you can hear me. Hello. Thank yes. you so much for being on the podcast. It really meant a lot. And I can't wait to air this just so that um, people can find out more about you and your family. Thank you, Dawn. And Evie can hear you and I'll play it for her. And um, well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Miss oh. Dawn. <laughs> Thank you guys. You take care and I'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.